Hello, everyone. Welcome back for another episode of the Neurodivergent Convergence Podcast. I am one of your hosts, uh, half alive, Nikki, and, and this is Amanda. Hello. Say hello, Amanda. Hello, Amanda. <laughs> we sound significantly better now, right? Last episode, well, first of all, it was a fucking fever dream, but we we really, the last two episodes have sounded like dog shit because uh, technology sucks sometimes. So we both have frizzle microphones now. We are both speaking into podcast grade microphones we're moving up in the world amender we are moving up <laughs> before you know it we'll be on the east side right we'll be moving on up to the east side we'll finally have a piece of the pie it'll be great it'll be great okay it's wonderful so um if this is your first episode probably a better one than the last two to start with which is good um this we're, this is just a show where two neurodivergent best friends talk about neurodivergent shit and have a little laugh while we do it. So welcome. If you you've come back, <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> we really like you and we really appreciate you, especially after those last two episodes. Um Your troopers. But really the last episode. I listened to that and I was like, what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> so unhinged. <laughs> the most unhinged I think I've ever been on the show. I was so genuinely confused by everything I said. So, I mean, Jesus Christ. I just hope that anyone had a good laugh at that. Because that's really all that was. Just to have a good laugh at. Because I was clearly in some unhinged, dazed state. You were, you were deep, at, deep in the Benadryl. Yeah, deep I in the Benadryl. deep in the Benadryl. Well, here's what I didn't know. Remember how I said, if you listened, you, you'll remember. If not, you won't. But I said in the last episode that I don't know if I'm getting sick, if I caught something at the ER, or if I'm just rejecting all the dust that I inhaled at work that day. I indeed came home with an ER souvenir. That's what I get for being a responsible parent and taking my child to get medical care. I got the fucking Rona of all things in fucking end of July, dead in the middle of the summer, the fucking Rona. Why? Why Rona? Why? Of all the things you can catch at the ER, why did it have to be the fucking Rona? It's stupid. <laughs> Just and also stupid. two to three years after the height of the of of the pandemic. Right. And this is the second time I've had Rona. Neither time was during a spike of Rona. So I don't know if I'm just the most unlucky bitch on the planet or what, but like I've only ever had Rona when Rona was like at a low. So I'm the one bitch who can find it when it's hiding everywhere else. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, um zero out of five stars for that because I do not recommend you catch whatever fucked up strain this is because I wanted to die like that first day was pure and utter fucking torture I would take labor again over that fucking pain I have never been in so much pain in my entire life it felt like someone was trying to rip my lower half of my body off of the rest of me like literally tear me in half 
rip my kidneys out, rip me apart at the legs. Like it was so fucking uncomfortable because last time I had it, I had really bad body pain, but nothing like this, like nothing like this. So fuck Rona. First of all, um, I'm feeling much better today, although I do quite feel like I just can't catch my breath, which is scaring me a little bit. Um, so if I'm taking a lot of like pauses and deep breaths during this, that's why, because um, I've slept all day long and I got up and rage cleaned and now I have no breath left in my body. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. What about you, Aminder? What have you been up to since last week? Um, because we didn't, you know, record for a, like, take a long time to record, it had not much has happened since then, uh, since Wednesday, because it currently is July 30th. I think we recorded last was July 26th, um, because we're trying to be more responsible and not do it last minute. Um, but yeah, just, just work. Basically, I just saw, I, last time I talked about, I saw Oppenheimer. Um, now today I saw Barbie. Um, so my Barbenheimer experience is complete. <laughs> so I've seen best of both worlds. Um, it's very cute. It's very cute. I'm um, not even like that kind of movie person, but I actually, I just want to see Oppenheimer because I want to know what the hype is about. Well, to, because I know you as a person, I feel like Oppenheimer would be best for you if you watched it when it was streaming. Like, yes, it was really good to see like in a theater, um, for like the visuals and everything, but it is a three hour movie. Oh, Lord. Okay. So I'd have to pee a lot during that movie. It it is a movie that you would probably have to pause. Um, So just, I just, that's why I was like, just so you're aware. It is a three hour theater going experience for Barbie. Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Noted. Mm -hmm. Noted. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. This is true love. (laughs) This is true love right here. True love and understanding between two platonic people because, like, she will keep me from suffering in the most <laughs> like obscure ways. <laughs> and same for her. Like I think most of the time we spent together during all of the hollow blue of Scott and Zach's wedding, we like kept protecting each other's energy in different ways. And it, I just thought about that. Like you're keeping me from spending an excruciating three hours at the movie theater and like, I don't know. We just do that for each other. We just speak up for each other because it's difficult for us to speak up for ourselves sometimes. So mm-hmm. it's nice to kind of have somebody who gets you on that level who's like, no, no, she can't do any of that. That is not okay for her. <laughs> <laughs> I am stepping in and speaking for her since she won't do it herself. Correct. Correct. Sorry, I need a little sip. I'm not cutting that out because I don't have to. Anyway. Um, <laughs> My show, damn it. It's my show, damn it. I'll do what I want. Anyway, um, let's go ahead and kick it off. If that's all we got for a little recap, a little catch up. Oh, um, my kid's fine, by the way. We'll throw that in there. Um, he had a pretty nasty ass concussion, but he's doing great. He went to the doctor on Friday and the doctor cleared him to go back to camp tomorrow. So that's all good. And then I go back to work on Tuesday and I have to wear a stupid ass mask for three days because that's just life. When you get fucking Rona three years after Rona is relevant. Okay. We're keeping Rona relevant over here. Mm-hmm. So stupid. So stupid. Anyway, let's get started. Um, I'm reading AI story, right? Yes. Okay. 
excuse, I, I need to uh, pull this up and make it larger because I don't know what I did, but it's not large right now. And my mouse keeps like turning itself off, which means it's probably dying. So, well, yeah, that's a thing. Okay. We're going to get into it here. I need to make it grandma-sized font because your girl is the blind and never wears her glasses. Okay, here we go. Remember last time we introduced Jeremy the Psychic Cat and we are continuing Jeremy's story. Um, Looks like keywords here were Jeremy, Psychic Cat, and self-diagnosis. So we're going to start it off with a little bit of the last week's story. I, oh, maybe not. Did you just stick it? Yeah. In I there? just copy pasted it. Okay. Cause she, she put this one together. Okay. So that's the story of Jeremy, the psychic cat. The rest of this tale will explore the future of mankind's relationship to the internet. So that's where we left off last week. It was the night of the 4th of July. Jeremy was sitting in his home in Oakland, California, on his laptop. Jeremy was a psychic cat. He had been born with a psychic gift. His gift was self-diagnosis. When Jeremy was a kitten, he would sit on the porch of his home. He would sit on the porch and look out at the stars. He would see the future, the future that was coming. It was the night of the 4th of July. The sky was clear. The moon was full. It must have been a beautiful night. The stars shone even brightly, even brightly up here by the upper horizon relatively, like at home. That's difficult to say. Their outer dots were comparable to the pyramids that he recalled being born into when he would look upwards to infinity and beyond. Sorry, I had to add that. <laughs> this compulsion. That night, so many years back, when he was seven or eight years old. He was born at seven or eight years old? Stick to it, stick to it, stick to it. He was like a real living psychic in the long history of cats on Earth. It was his psychic abilities that took him to the surface at this time. He was able to predict most of the results of the lottery. He had become something of a psychic oddity for the federal government. And Jeremy, the psychic cat, was so obsessed with receiving the ransom for his real and pretended mother that he went out of his mind. The cat can help, the man yelled from inside. And I know where it is, and it will be worthy of every penny. And it is here. It is at the rendezvous point for that cargo ship. My eagle eyes are showing it, and I will not lose a thing. You will give it to me, and you will let me do it in the least intrusive manner. You have until midnight. You will be killed if you don't come through. Little surprise. Little surprise. That was ridiculous. Um, okay, what can we glean? What can we glean from this? What have we learned more about Jeremy? Have we learned anything new? <laughs> uh the whole like my eagle eyes see it i just i just think of the clear eyes commercial but with oh my, my special God. eyes or no it wasn't clear eyes but you know what i mean it's like yes. look look with your special eyes my <laughs> brand so it just made me think of that okay so apparently he works for the government at some point uh he he's yes. his powers are not only psychic but also self-diagnosis um which kind of sounds like hypochondriac but you know yeah I agree. Um, also, we've narrowed down where in the hills of California he lives. It's Oakland, which mm -hmm. I don't know if that's actually in the hills of California or not, but apparently it is now. So, great. So, we've narrowed down his exact location and his profession at this point. He is government contracted to uh, help shit, help with shit. 
uh i don't we don't know what shit like, but we do know he'll be killed apparently. he'll be killed somebody going somebody going to die if and they don't and come it's through a surprise and it's it's not a surprise yeah yeah and it's not a surprise that somebody going to die if they don't come through so uh this is some serious shit so next week we're going to have to like include this government involvement of jeremy because i feel like this is an interesting story to keep continuing on with um so so far jeremy is a government contracted psychic cat with uh who lives in in oakland california and he a has sister a sister in australia mm-hmm. who's also psychic who lives in australia yes and and owns a cat that got lost that jeremy helped find so and he and he sells his his psychic portal technology to 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 i don't know other people families families i think is what it said last time so so we fleshed out Jeremy a little farther, but um, I have to interrupt our regularly scheduled programming because we have been given yet another universal treat, Amanda. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but look at, can you see, you you can never see them. So I'm just going to tell you, our animals are back. You, <laughs> you are now an anonymous cramorant. What the fuck is a cramorant? It's a kind of bird. And they made a Pokemon out of it. I, apparently, I can't spell it right. Cram, Cramorant. It's an, it's okay. like a bird. That, oh, like, I see. It's it's almost like a pelican, but like a skinny pelican. When I when I Google Cramorant, it just immediately comes up with the Pokemon, but it's a real bird too. Yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, Cormorants, cor, cor, and then they make Cramorant out of it. Okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, Cormorant. Yeah. I'm sorry. Cormorant. Cramorant is is the Pokemon. I, I apologize. Cormorant is the yeah. bird. You are anonymous. You're an anonymous Cramorant. <laughs> they just pick the most random ass animals to turn in. Like, okay. <laughs> so we I'd have our f- animal back. Yay. I'd be the f- fucking weirdest Animorph ever. Is it because you have a new computer and you haven't like signed into everything yet? Well, I'm signed in. I'm a Google account. Google, wow. Google account. Um, I don't care. I love it. I, I don't so. care. We're going to hopefully it continues. We'll just we'll see if it ever recognizes you as a human again. But right now we've given a universal uh, treat and we're going to take it. We have our anonymous animals back. <laughs> <laughs> um, OK, moving on. Uh, we are going to get into this Mad Lib, right, Aminder? Yes. Yes. Okay. OK, so first I need a verb. Uh, titter. Titter. Getting with the, going, going with the tit theme again. Sure. Yes. Uh, silly word. Mother heckin. Instead of motherfucking. Mother flirkin. Uh, plural noun. Bat shit crazy Amish folks. Just reminds me of Amish Paradise by Weird Al. <laughs> uh, number. Twelve. Adjective. Vengeful. Noun. Trust fund. Verb. Schmooze. Part of the body plural. Crusty toes. Verb. Futs. F-U-T-Z. Kind of like putts, but futs. It means to fuck around. 
Hmm. Fuck around and find out. But not find out because you're okay, basically procrastinating out. is what it is. Gotcha. Well, I'm good at that. I'm good at futzing then. Okay. Yeah, same. Same thing. Uh, plural noun. Brethren. Parts of the body plural. Armpits. Verb ending in ing. Badgering. Animal. Kitty. Kitty. Adjective. Trippin'. Like trippin' balls. Uh, noun. Speaking of balls, how about a skis ball? Skis ball. Another noun. Sweet ass tailpipe. I feel like that's what someone who likes trucks a lot would say. Yeah, or like something you hear at a car show. Yeah. Last one, verb. Stab. Stab. Stabby stab. <laughs> okay, so title of this is Give My Regards to Broadway. Dear readers, I regret to titter you that I am quitting my job as theater critic for the Mother Heckin' Daily News. <laughs> I have been reviewing plays and batshit crazy Amish folks for over 12 years, but I can no longer sit through the vengeful shows appearing on stages across the country. Faithful readers may remember my review of Bring in the Trust Fund, Schmooze in the Funk. <laughs> my crusty toes were ringing so badly, I thought I'd go deaf. This week I saw a production of Futz, which featured actors banging trash brethren and stomping their armpits. Shakespeare must be badgering in his grave. One show I did enjoy was The Kitty King, though I could have just watched the movie. And don't get me started on that trippin' musical about bohemians who refuse to pay their skis ball. If I hear Seasons of Sweet-Ass Tailpipe one more time, I'm going to stab up. <laughs> the end. I'm <laughs> gonna get stabbed up. Get stabbed up. Oh. My god. Okay, that was not as funny as other ones we've done. But it's still pretty funny. Seasons I've been reviewing... Sweet ash Amish Amish folk, or what did I say? Bat shit crazy Amish Bat folks. Shit crazy Amish folks for twelve years. <laughs> that part was funny. I like and then that. seasons seasons of sweet ass tailpipe. Yeah, seasons of sweet ass tailpipe. I love it. Okay, so what we talking about today? Um, like I said, just the thought, the random thought I had, which was. The whole self-diagnosis thing and, like, how you hear sometimes nowadays, it's, like, well, everyone seems to have ADHD these days. It seems to be the trendy thing to have. Or, you know, it's like you can't, just because you forget your keys doesn't mean you have ADHD. It's like, no, you're right. But the fact that I can lose my keys three different times in the span of ten minutes kind of does. So. Right. so we're just talking about, like, I guess the stigma around self-diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And around just expressing really to anybody that you are autistic or have ADHD and kind of what happens, what the response is when you, when you say things like that. So, I mean, I, I've been on 
the receiving end of someone going, well, I mean, I think we all are a little whatever, right? We all have a touch of this or whatever, you know? I don't love it. I don't know about you because it makes me feel invalidated. Like Mm -hmm. what I struggle with is normal and I should just learn to fucking deal with it like everybody else does. And I don't think... While I don't think people, for the most part, who say that, that I've talked to, they don't mean any harm with it, but I don't think they realize how upsetting and offensive it can be when they're basically invalidating your life experience and you're just trying to openly share something about yourself with that person. It's like saying saying to somebody that you have some other form of illness and them going, ah, you'll be all right. We all have that. That happens to all of us all the time. You know what I mean? A little bit of that happens to everybody. And it's just frustrating because I don't, you're trying to share a, a part of you, especially if it's someone who like you trust, right? Like a parent, um, which I have been on the receiving end of that. Unfortunately, um, I had to talk to my mother about a lot of this and it was the conversation I don't know it's hard to explain it it was when I was first kind of opening up to her about more of this stuff and she said I mean well I don't know where uh, with, with the kids and she was like well I don't know where would that even come from you're not like that and I was like but uh mom they got it from somewhere. And yes, yes, I do. Yes, I am. Um, I was diagnosed with ADHD and I am self-diagnosed with autism and get pursuing a professional diagnosis. Everything those kids do, I do. (laughs) Almost all of it. Uh, And it fucks with my life. And I've had to learn to live with it. And she was kind of surprised and was like, well, where did you get it from? I'm not, I don't have any of that. And I was like, well, (laughs) (laughs) well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you do a little, but, um, I mean, I've talked with my dad about it and he's very, like, my dad's very open and understanding. And he was like, yeah, I think you got all that shit from me. (laughs) So like the more that we, The more that we um, are around each other, I always, I've told the story before. It's definitely more of nature versus nurture because my father didn't necessarily raise me. We grew up in two, he, two different States. So I didn't learn things he does by watching him, but the more time we spend with each other, we realize we're very, very similar humans. And I think it's because most of our traits are things that people on the spectrum do (laughs) so like we can relate in that way so uh, that babble is over have you been on the receiving end of someone invalidating you when you've tried to share with them that you have you know that you suspect that you're autistic or that you've been diagnosed with ADHD or anything like that uh my mom as well I can't, this is about the time I was looking for the diagnosis. I don't know. Oh, I think it was like right after I got first got tested, but I hadn't gotten the diagnosis back yet. So I'm pretty sure I just kind of brought up the fact like, 
Well, I went to the doctor. I think I have ADHD. And she wasn't like immediately like, well, no, you don't. She was just kind of like not really understanding because my cousin growing up, he was always the the one with the ADHD and everything. And he was more textbook, like boy who can't sit still, stuff like that, you know, forgets everything and whatever. He's the one with the ADHD. But you, you can sit still and you ha- you have a great memory. So how can you have ADHD? And so... She kind of didn't really understand it. I don't think she really believed it in a sense. I think, and like other, there has been a couple purpose, like there's one person at work, she wasn't invalidating, but she was like kind of trying to think of the word, I guess validating maybe, where she's like, oh yeah, I do that. She's like, oh yeah, that's that's definitely ADHD, what you're describing. Because she's had been diagnosed since she was a teenager. Yeah. So, So she's been validating with that. But I haven't, I remember I was hiking with some friends and at first, like I said, this is the RSD in me. When I was talking with someone and I said, yeah, I'm kind of thinking this is like a couple years ago. I was like, yeah, I'm kind of thinking I might have like I might be autistic. And then she was like, why would you think that? And to me, it immediately made me think, oh, God, I said the wrong thing. Like she has someone in her life that's autistic. And I, you know, oh, no, I can't step into that pool, that right. sort of thing. And so why? Well, and I, so I described it. She's like. I said, do you not think I do? She's like, oh, I don't. She's like, no, it's just not that. She's like, I just was wondering, like, why, what traits you, like, what things do you do or what traits do you have that makes you think you do it? So, so really, it's just kind of like my mom, but I don't really, I haven't really, like, come out and told people that, like, like maybe, like, one person that's kind of like my boss, like, not my direct boss, but who's kind of over me, and she's definitely ADHD, so... I I've tried to like only tell people that I know would get it. Yeah. And so that's pretty much that's pretty much my experience. I think the issue lies in the fact that so much study and understanding of ADHD is around that little boy who can't sit still. Right? That is what the general understanding of ADHD is. That is what the stereotypical expression of ADHD is that that the general public can could identify readily, right? There has not been enough representation of what a fully grown female who can hold a job and got through school and you know has a family and things like that like there there's no representation and no education i guess i should say that's the word i'm looking for there's not a lot of education there's not a lot of study around what functional adults look like with autism and adhd like what does that look like in an adult fully functional person's life that's why i feel like what we're doing and what a lot of people that we have come to learn in this community are doing is so important because if you don't see it and you don't learn about it, how is anyone ever going to understand it? So what it looks like for an adult woman, like I said, who can check all the boxes of being a neurotypical person, right? Who can pass for neurotypical. It's not uh something that's pushed out into the the limelight it's not what is generally understood so 
while I understand that most people who will throw that phrase, we all have it out there, they don't mean, I don't think they genuinely, genuinely mean to be invalidating, but it does that it's just, it does that invalidate someone's lived experience. It's kind of like whenever I see a video, TikTok, Facebook, whatever, and someone, usually a woman, like I always see these comments on like women's videos, but never really about guys with like ADHD, like autism, whatever. It's always women and like how like, oh, I have RSD, you know, like rejection of dysphoria. Well, that just means you're sensitive or like, or everyone feels a little sensitive sometimes or like, oh, this causes me to have depression or everyone gets sad a little bit sometimes. Where it's kind of like, or like someone posts about like having getting diagnosed with ADHD and like professionally, and then people will post. Well, that just seems like everyone has it these days. It's that's like the trendy thing to have. And right. so it's well, like back back in my day, back in my day, we just we just basically spanked it out of our kids, or we just you know that was just a kid being a kid. Right. Well, let's unpack that for a second because therein lies the problem. I think. The whole moniker of it seems like everybody has it or this is now trendy to have this shit. It's like anything else. I don't feel like there's there's like all of a sudden more people who just randomly acquired these fucking neurodivergent traits, right? I think it's that there's more understanding of what this looks like in general as the years progress. So more people are able to get a diagnosis that otherwise would not have been, would not have qualified for one or even been looked at for one or even thought to themselves that they might need a diagnosis or need, you know, or, or fit in the neurodivergent spectrum somewhere. It's like anything else. In the fucking 50s, there was a lot of things nobody was diagnosed with that they're going to be diagnosed with now because there was no understanding of it then. So I hate that. I hate that. That everyone's like, well, it's just something trendy to have. First of all, fuck you. <laughs> no, it's not trendy. This is real shit. We struggle every fucking day. Don't sit here in my face and tell me that I'm just jumping on a fucking bandwagon because I forget shit sometimes. That's fucked up. Like, I'm sorry, that's fucked up. That that excuse is stupid. Diverging off that, even just say... Like crimes, like crime statistics. People always like, well, the, the, all this crime, ha like it uh, happens a lot more when you, when you look at the actual statistics, crime has actually gone down from 30, 40 years ago because, and we just happen to see more of it because of like social media, Correct. the news, 24 hour news cycle. Correct. Like the only news you got back then was either your newspaper or your, like your 30 minute, whatever mm -hmm. news channel each day. So it's like when you have a 24 hour news cycle on that, so if there's more exposure to it, Correct. It's like I really only started thinking about it when I started seeing videos and like when they started popping up and it's like, well, I do all those things, but I don't think I'm that. Like if I didn't watch that sort of stuff, I probably maybe would never have thought about being that way. I just thought I was fucking weird. Like right. I was just fucking awkward. Right. So or like in my case, I have two children who are on the spectrum and are diagnosed with ADHD. And it took me all of these years to even have an inkling that maybe I might be there as well. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it, it was looking at Facebook and Instagram and watching people's reels. That's how I figured it out. That's how I was able to be like, oh my God, that's fucking me. How did I not see this shit? Then I was able to do my own research. 
and talk to somebody about it and get it confirmed. <laughs> like, so I don't, I don't understand that logic of, well, it's just fucking trendy. No, it's just highlighted now. There's just a platform that's explaining it to people now. There's an exposure. There's there's an exposure to it now. And that's fucking good. We want that. <laughs> we want that. That is necessary. Because, first of all, what does me having ADHD or autism, what, is, what does that do to you? Right? What does that do to the neurotypical person? Absolutely nothing. Right? How does that affect their life in any way? It doesn't. So why do you got to come at people for identifying with who they fucking are? First of all, let's just put that out there. Who they fucking are. How does that affect you in any way? It does not. But what does happen is that person gains a better understanding of themselves. And when you have a better understanding of yourself, you can be a more whole and happy human. And the world needs more of those. We need more whole, happy, healthy humans. We don't need any more distressed and distraught and disgruntled humans in this life or, God forbid, depressed people in this life because simply they don't, they're not understood. They don't understand themselves. The exposure is everything. It's everything. We would not be sitting here doing this right now if. We didn't share fucking videos back and forth with each other for months prior to being like, oh, fuck, maybe, maybe we, we on the spectrum, you know? <laughs> I mean, thoughts. And, also, and like, also that exposure helps people do the whole like self-diagnosis thing. And yes, there are like conflicting opinions about that, where I've seen people that self-diagnosed when they come out later like oh i didn't actually have it i was just doing it for attention like legitimately and then there's people who on the other side legitimately self-diagnosed because they get the exposure of people that are like oh that that's like what i do like one of the posts that you shared actually on the page a couple months ago about from the autistic teacher like so, like self-diagnosed autistics are valid and like self-diagnosis self-identification is valid because it's like, you know yourself more than anyone else would, even like a psychiatrist, that sort of thing. And some people, they don't have access to a professional, like someone professional that can diagnose them. They are like either by distance, by because of money, you know, insurance, um, that sort of thing. And even when you speak to somebody, a lot of places like a general care doctor is not going to like be the person to get that diagnosis for you for the most part because that's not what they they went to school for so it's hard to get someone that specializes in that and then sometimes especially like as for women i know like people of color like the, it's a lot harder for them to get that diagnosis because like you said it's a lot of that those studies are on men and boys right their voices are not heard and they are invalidated even by medical professionals because it's not understood well enough even in the medical realm in general it's not well understood what it looks like in different expressions of being a human it's just not and basically the spectrum are, of humans both in gender and 
Right. In gender like, you know, and in and in color and all of that. Like it's there's so many barriers to diagnosis that self-diagnosis is necessary. And you can't go to a provider without first having self-diagnosed yourself. <laughs> like what no one, if you don't think you are on the spectrum because you've not done and looked at all of these things and and learned about it on your own time how are you supposed to go to a provider and ask for a diagnosis right like you you right. first have to have a suspicion have right to have it's done a little like, bit of background you don't just randomly walk into a doctor it's kind of like you would you, right. when you go you go to a regular doctor when you're not feeling well Right. Like, you're not just going to walk into a doctor like, well, I think everything's fine, but you need to figure out what's wrong with me. Like, right. if you're in pain, you're going to go to the doctor and they're going to try to figure out why you're in pain. Right. Because, like, you have some inkling. Well, I think I have pain, you know, in my lower back. And it's like, oh, I got to figure out. And the doctor has to be, you know, has to figure out why you have pain in your lower back. It's not like, well, I feel perfectly healthy, but, you know, just just because I need you to do a whole panel of tests. Right. So it's not it's something that's necessary we you have to be able to self-diagnose yourself to even get a professional diagnosis and because of all of the barriers to a professional diagnosis if you need to identify as some version of neurodivergent and where i know we keep talking about adhd and autism because that's where we relate the most but if you need to identify with some neurodivergent thing somewhere on the spectrum right then and that helps you feel whole and understood and happy as a person do that like do that do whatever you have to do you're not hurting anybody by identifying as autistic you're not hurting anybody by identifying as someone with adhd you're not hurting anyone by doing that the only thing you're doing is bolstering your understanding of your own self and that is everything in this world. If you do not know who you are, you don't know anything else. <laughs> I Believe me, I get it. And it's so easy being neurodivergent to lose yourself, trying to find where you fit in. And if you need to attach your identity or a part of your identity to a neurodivergent, can, I don't want to say condition, I don't know what word I'm looking for, diagnosis of some kind, to feel understood, and to feel happy and whole, just do it. Just do it. I think that's, I mean, I think that pretty much sums it up. Yeah. I mean, I, I, there are plenty of posts. We're going to link these um, in the show notes for you. Um, that original post that I shared to the page a long time ago. And then there's several others. But for the most part in this community, self-diagnosis is valid. It's understood it is welcomed. You are not going to be shunned in this community for not having a professional diagnosis. You do not have to settle into imposter syndrome. Like if you're sitting here feeling like an imposter because you think you're some kind of neurodivergent, you are some kind of neurodivergent. That is, that's, that's what it is. Okay. Because only people with neurodivergent brains feel like, oh my God, what if I'm not right? Like if you're questioning it, it's probably real. All right. Let's we'll just put it that way. And if you get it, you get it. I'm not going to explain that any further. It just is what it is. So, so yeah, um, you're, everyone's welcome here. And that's another reason why I love this community. I, since making the Facebook page, I have followed so many creators on here. There's so many creators 
that I have found and learned things from. And they give an opportunity to like share what you what you are a part of in this world. And it's so inclusive. And they protect that like with their lives. And that's what I hope to continue as our contribution to the neurodivergent community. There will be no bullshit around like, oh, well, you're not professionally diagnosed, so you can't be here. We don't we don't gatekeep over right, here. Right, no okay? gatekeeping. No gatekeeping. The pages I have followed thus far do not gatekeep. And every one of them has had some kind of version of a self-diagnosis post where they're like, you're valid. It's fine. It's okay. Like, don't feel like you don't belong just because you're not professionally diagnosed. There are too many barriers to a professional diagnosis of any kind of neurodivergence that it's not possible to gatekeep that hard. It's just not. There'd be no community if we gatekeep that hard. So in an effort to continue the non-gatekeeping, just know that you are welcomed and accepted here and pretty much anywhere in the neurodivergent community, medically diagnosed or not. And that's all I got. Because otherwise, I'm just going to keep repeating myself. Do you need to add anything, Miss Ma'am? No, I mean, I just just wanted to point out that I have an everyone is welcome here flag in my in my office. So I also welcome everybody, though, even though I'm not much of a people person, I still I still accept you. <laughs> <laughs> Same like me. We like you a lot, but you have to leave by seven. Okay. Yeah, it's like I got to <laughs> I, I, I got I got to recharge the social battery that takes right. several business days. So <laughs> you're all welcome, but please leave by seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. OK, well, that's enough. I'd say that's enough for this one. See y'all next week. Don't forget um, the Facebook page, uh, the Instagram. Honestly, I'm not on the Instagram very much. More so on Facebook because I feel like that's a better support system over there for me than Instagram is. Um, where else? Oh, the Discord. The Discord. Um, share your memes to hashtag if the meme fits, share it. And we are going to start compiling those memes that we receive, if we receive them. Hopefully we receive them. And we're going to do a neurodivergent meme review episode at some future date that we have yet to choose tbd Uh, tbd but if we get enough submissions we will like if if you're cool like put in there cool to be shouted out and we'll shout you out like if you don't want to be shouted out say please don't shout me out and we'll share your memes but anonymously so please do that i want to do a really cool meme review go share to the discord um hop in the discord say hi i try to check it a couple times a day if i can um, just to see if anyone's in there talking so far, not a lot of y'all. So let's, let's come on, come talk to us over there. Don't make us feel, um, unwelcome. Okay. Like that's not nice. We, we want to be welcomed. <laughs> so, sorry. Just kidding. Let me make you feel bad. How about that? Let me guilt you into joining yeah. the discord. Your RSD you should, your RSD should kick in. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me pray on your RSD real quick. Join the discord or I will cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you can join us over there. Um, what else? I'm missing something. Oh, follow along with the AI story at the link in the show notes. Um, all of the posts that we have found, I'll link those as well. And uh, I think that's it. That's it. That's yeah. It. Okay. Um, I love y'all and we will see you next week. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.
goddamn mouse keeps dying. So annoying. <laughs>